This audio podcast is from the River Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We hope God uses it to encourage and grow your relationship with Christ. For more information about the River Church, visit us online at theriverdfw.com or facebook.com backslash theriverdfw. Good morning, River Church. It's good to be back here with you. Ooh, I just spit. There's nobody right there. Um, It is good to be back with you this morning. I missed you guys last week. Um, And I want to say this. Um, I'm so grateful for... um, If you weren't here last week, my grandfather passed away last week, and so that's why I wasn't here. Um, But... I want to say this. Thank you for the kind words, the text messages, the phone calls, um, even letters that we received uh, just with condolences uh, for, for his loss. And I'll, I'll say this. I'm his grandson, so I'm a little partial, but, but he was a great man, and uh, he left a fantastic legacy for my family, and uh, he, he made it easy for us to get to Jesus which is one of the most fantastic things I think you can say for somebody. He made it easy for us to get to Jesus. He ran the race of Christianity with endurance and faith. And today I know he's seeing his uh, reward in heaven. And so just thank you guys for, for just walking. That's what the church does, right? We walk through difficult seasons um, together. And so thank you for that. Um, with that in mind, Joel did a fantastic job last week. Did he not? Y'all give it up for Joel. Give it up. Where's he at? He left. He did a fantastic job last week, so I don't even need to be back. But I hope that you were encouraged and inspired, um, and I hope that, more than anything, I hope that you experienced Jesus last week and that that he spoke into your life, okay? Um, so this week, uh, we are continuing our series, The Fight, and if you haven't been here, um, this is a sermon series on the fight of our Christian faith. This is a sermon series about spiritual disciplines that we can implement into our life so that we can walk the Christian uh, faith, which is uh, sometimes feels like the Christian fight. Am I right? And so we're, we've been walking through that. And today we're going to be talking about a very interesting part of the fighter's life. As a matter of fact, it's going to go along with a lot with what Ryan said this morning. Uh, Ryan's the bearded fellow with the, up here with the guitar. It's going to go, go along a lot with what he said. And uh, um, if you, we're talking about the fight and uh, we've been talking a lot about MMA, how MMA and the fighting has to do with the Christian faith. Um, and, and if you ever watch MMA or you pay attention to MMA fighting, one thing that you notice is that they have different weight classes. Right, and so you've got uh, lightweight, heavyweight, featherweight. I don't know all the weights, but they have different ones. And the reason why is to keep a 135 pound guy from fighting a 300 pound guy, right? Because you know what would happen if Mike, 155 pounds, fought a 300 pound guy? I would embarrass him. That's what would happen. Um, but anyways, they do that to keep guys from getting killed. And so what happens to make sure that you're fighting at the correct weight, the day before the fight, they have this thing that they call the weigh-in. And if you've ever watched it, it's the, guy, it's the thing where the guys get in their underwear and they go and stand up and weigh in and then they try to act all big and bad like they're going to fight each other before the fight. You know what I'm talking about? It's real cute because they're, they're not really going to fight. It's all just a show. But that's what that is. It's the weigh-in. And the reason why they have that is so they can make sure that they're at the right weight for the fight. And if you don't cut weight or you don't make weight, you don't get to fight. And so some guys have to fight at a lower weight class than what they would normally walk around at, right? So maybe you're trying to fight at a 135 pound weight class, but you normally weigh 150 pounds. You got to cut weight. You got to get down to that 135 pounds. And so what they do before that, before that weigh in, they do some extreme things to cut that weight. 
Like some of the guys, they fast, they go days without eating. Some of the guys, this is kind of gross, but I, I've heard of guys taking laxatives to clear themselves out so they, they can walk in, right? They do some insane things to get ready, some drastic things to get ready. Like as a matter of fact, a couple months ago, there was a fighter, there was a title fight that was supposed to happen and the fighter didn't make the fight because when he was trying to cut weight, he had to go to the hospital because of some of the extreme things he was doing. That sounds pretty crazy, doesn't it? Like we've all heard of some crazy diet plans, but this sounds a little bit insane, something that puts you in the hospital. But I bet that if we walk through and we talk to each other, um, we've probably all maybe been on a crazy diet plan or seen a crazy diet plan or heard of a crazy diet plan. Um, a few years ago, I had a friend who entered into a weight loss competition which is always fun, right? He entered into a weight loss competition and it was for his church. And he literally going up to the final weigh-in, he didn't eat for days. I mean, this guy is like starving himself. He shows up at the church parking lot, puts on like three trash bags, cuts a hole in them, wears three trash bags and does sprints around the church parking lot. Does sprints around the church to try to gain, get that sweat out, all the water weight that he can. Does these sprints around the church parking lot, goes in, weighs in, wins the competition, and passes out. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the Christian diet plan. I'm just kidding. We're not. Don't worry. <laughs> just happened to have some samples for you guys. If you'd meet me out in the lobby. It's not a pyramid scheme, I promise. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to be talking not about a diet plan, but we're going to be talking about fasting. Um, and I don't know if uh, when you hear the word fasting, what comes to your mind. I don't know if you've ever fasted before. I don't know if you, when I say the word fasting, it sounds like voodoo to you or something crazy or something awful. Or you're like, this is a terrible idea, right? Maybe maybe some of you have had to fast for a particular diet before. I had a few weeks ago, I had to spend, supposed to be like 10 hours fasting, ended up being 18 hours fasting uh, because I had a meeting with a uh, health insurance situation and the lady was really late. Um I'm over it, but maybe you've had to do something like that, um, or maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe you've actually done a spiritual fast before, I don't know. But no matter where you are or your experience with fasting, what I want is for today to be a day where maybe you understand it a little bit better. Like, like I was joking with the team before, I was like, this is something nobody like gets excited to talk about fasting, right? Like, all right, fasting, sweet, right? But maybe you're going to understand it a little bit better, maybe you can because of the day, take some steps to insert it into your regular Christian disciplines so that in doing so, you can grow closer to Jesus and walk strongly in the fight of your faith. And we've been saying this throughout this whole series. Spiritual disciplines are not something that saves your soul. That's Jesus alone. Jesus is what saves your soul. But spiritual disciplines can be the difference for you between living a powerful Christian life and a powerless Christian life. And so today, as we talk about fasting, I want to answer a few questions for you. One, what is it? Secondly, I want to answer, why should we do it as Christians? Why do people fast? And then thirdly, how can I do it without dying? Which I think is a pretty important question to answer, right? And so as we start off, you say, what is exactly is fasting? Maybe you've, you've heard of it a little bit, but you're not quite sure what it is. Fasting for the Christian is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. When we did the walkthrough this morning, that said abstaining from good for a spiritual purpose, which is not the right thing at all. So abstaining from food for a spiritual person, those are purpose, those are two very different things, aren't they? Abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. So it's not a hunger strike. 
It's not a political stunt. It's not a weight loss program. It's abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose for a period of time, which might be a day, a week. Um, I've literally just done fast for a lunch before where I just need to pray through a lunch and fast through a lunch. Um, and the idea is sometimes it doesn't always have to be food. Sometimes people fast from things that distract them from Jesus, like social media, uh, Netflix. I've heard people fasting Coca-Cola before. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that might look like for you, but it's something of standing from food for a spiritual purpose. And it's most often done in private between you and God. But sometimes groups of people come together and fast together for a cause. We've done that before as a church. We've come together and fasted together for a cause. And during that time, so what you do is during that time that you would normally eat or watch Netflix or whatever that might be you're fasting from, you take that time when you shift your focus and you spend time with Jesus in prayer, reading your Bible, worship, and you're focusing your attention, you're focusing your heart on Jesus. It's centered on Jesus. The motive is centered on God. As a matter of fact, our motive in fasting is very important. In Matthew chapter 9, the first time Jesus talks about fasting, he addresses the Pharisees and challenges them on their hearts towards fasting. But the key in fasting is that we're taking time to focus our hearts on Jesus. And this is very important because what often happens sometimes when we fast is we focus so much on the thing that we're fasting from that we miss out on Jesus. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you, like for me, whenever I was having to fast on to do that stupid health thing, I'm like fasting and all I can think about is food, right? I'm getting mad. I'm getting angry. I'm like, I'm like feeling sick in my stomach, you know, like I, I didn't even care about the health thing. I was like, forget my family. I don't care. You know, I want to eat, right? Sometimes, I'm just kidding. Sometimes when we try to walk into a fast, a spiritual fast, what happens is we lose focus on Jesus because we're too busy focusing on the thing that we're missing out on. You see what I'm saying? And so it's important that through the fast, we are reminded what we're fasting for, what we're fasting about, that you don't lose focus. The other night at our men's group, I should, probably shouldn't tell you this story, but uh, the other night at our men's group, uh, we were playing cornhole. Uh, and uh, cornhole is the game with a big box, has a hole in it. You throw, um, I guess, bags of corn in them. I don't know. They're bags, mean bags. And uh, I was playing, uh, my team was playing against another team that had uh, Andy on it. Andy's the keys player here at the river right over there. And uh, we're playing cornhole and, and my team got up. And so I started talking a little bit of trash, okay, which I've been known to do. And so I'm talking trash and I, and I got in his head, baby, rattle box. I got in his head. He got, he got messed up and he got so, I got so in his head that on one of his turns, instead of trying to throw the beanbag in the hole, he chunked his beanbag at me. <laughs> got in his head, baby, messed him up. His team still won, but that's not, that's not important. That's not, a, that's not important. But sometimes in fasting, we get rattled because of what we're fasting from and we lose focus. When you fast, it's important that you stay focused on Jesus. And so fasting is for the Christian abstaining from food for a period of time for a spiritual purpose. And you say, so why fast? Well, people fast for all sorts of different reasons, but first and foremost, it's to grow closer to Jesus. It's during a fasting season or during a time of fast that our hearts refocus on Jesus and it's fasting, abstaining from food, that reminds us that it's God that sustains us, not that food. That it's God who carries us through life, not that food. As a matter of fact, Jesus fasted. We read in the scriptures that it says Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan came to him during his fast because Satan knew that his physical body is getting weak. He's getting tired, right? As he's abstaining from food. And so Satan comes and attacks him. And it says in Matthew chapter four, verses three and four, it says, then the tempter approached him and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But he answered, listen to this, he answered, man must not live on bread alone. He's saying, it's not the bread that sustains me, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, it is God that sustains us. 
not that food. And in fasting, we're reminded that our lives are sustained not by what we eat, not by what we drink, not by what we watch on TV or how we spend our time, nothing that we can do for ourselves, but literally the air in our lungs, if you breathe in, breathe out this morning, the air in your lungs, your lives, your livelihood, your health, your families, everything that you love at the end of the day is sustained by Jesus and Jesus alone. And so in fasting, our hearts are refocused on that truth that it is God that sustains us. And in that, we find balance, a refocusing on our Savior. And we all have these probably big moments in our lives that shake us up a little bit, that balance us out. You know, like, um, I mean, a great example for me would be last week when my grandfather passed away, going and spending time with with them and that family. And, and what happens in that big moment is my heart is balanced and I'm seeing what really matters in life, I guess what I'm saying. You're able to see what's important, what's not important, and, and it kind of balances you out because in life we're running the rat race, our priorities get out of whack, we think we're more important than we are, and fasting, what it does is brings us back, it centers us back, and reminds us what's important. It slows us down, and we're able to fix our eyes on Jesus, focus on Him, and it recenters us on Him. And in fasting, it's not us waiting for those big moments to come and shake us up, right? Like someone passing away that we love. It's not waiting for those big moments to come and shake us up. It's us as Christians being proactive to seek God and allow God's space in our lives to recenter us. It's being proactive, allowing God's space in our lives to come back in and refocus us on him. And it's often in those times, those times of fasting and seeking that he doesn't just balance us and refocus us on our hearts, our hearts on him. But because he is doing the, this, it blocks out a lot of the noise. It blocks out a lot of the things that hinder us. It blocks out a lot of the things that distract us. And we are able to hear him more clearly. It's in those moments that you hear people say, like Ryan's story, I was fasting And at the end of the fast, God spoke to me. Why? Because you're clearing away distractions. You're clearing away things and you're allowing your your heart to focus on Jesus. I've, I've had, I fasted several times in my life, not, not a ton, but several times in my life, but I've had two monumental fasts that were game changers for me. One was, I've shared both these stories with you before, but I think they're important. Um, one was when I was 18 years old, I was living in Belize, Central America, and um, I wanted to just take some time and I wanted to fast. I'm like, I just want to go spend some time with Jesus. And, and, and I was struggling with, it's kind of funny, I was struggling with whether or not to be a pastor. Like I knew God was calling me to it. Like I knew it, but I just really didn't want to do it, to be honest with you. Should I admit that? Um, and so I said, I'm going to go spend some time. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. And so I went to this amazing place. It was like at the, the feet of these Mayan ruins in Belize. And there was this little like shack bed and breakfast. Right, this little shack bed and breakfast. I went and I stayed there, and I and I told them I was going to stay there and fast for three days. And and the, it's funny the people didn't speak great English, and so they didn't. We had a hard time communicating, and so they were really worried about me. They were really worried about this guy who's just sitting in this hotel room, like uh, not eating. You know, they, they, literally, there's this one guy that just kept bringing me food, and I'm like, thank you, I'm okay. You know, but I spent this time. I spent three days there praying and fasting, and I would walk when I was there. I'd walk around um, the grounds and. There was this big lake that was kind of surrounded by brush and trees. And, and so I would go out there and I would just pray. And I, and I would talk to God and say, God, I really, I've, my dad's a pastor and I've seen some of the struggles. I've seen some of the difficulties of it. And I, and I really, I would really prefer that you released me from this. 
I'd really prefer if we didn't go down this path. Like, how about something where I'm a millionaire? That's a great idea, Jesus. I'll give like at least 2% away. And as I was praying, I remember sitting out there at that lake and I'm just praying. And, and again, I'm centering my heart on Jesus, focusing on Jesus in this time. And I'm praying. And I, I remember it's one of those, there's these few times in our lives where you know God's speaking, you know God's talking to you. And I remember him saying to me in the, at the, at that moment, sitting at that lake, he said, Mike, it's not going to be easy because I was wanting it to be easy. He said, Mike, it's not going to be easy, but I will be with you. It's not going to be easy, but I will be with you. And like, I remember that and I remember hearing that and I was done, man. I was good. <laughs> it's funny. My reaction wasn't necessarily to like break down and cry or this, but I felt like this, okay, like a certainty, you know, okay. Let's do this. And it's in fasting where we're able to clear out the clutter, clear out the distractions, focus our hearts on Jesus and hear from Jesus. So we focus for that. We also focus or we also fast when we're not just needing to hear from God, but when we're seeking an answer to prayer from God or even above that, we're seeking God to move on our behalf in a certain situation. There's kind of a funny fast that takes place in the Old Testament um, where there's Daniel. You know Daniel who's famous for Daniel in the lion's den. He gets thrown in a lion's den because he's praying, right? The, the king says, hey, no praying except for to me. And uh, if you do that, I'm going to throw you in a lion's den. Well, Daniel said, I- I'm going to pray. Got thrown in a lion's den. What's interesting is that the king was tricked into this because the king actually loved Daniel, didn't want this to happen to Daniel. And when it does, Daniel gets thrown in the lion's den. And that same king, it says that threw him in the lion's den. And Daniel chapter 6, 18 says, The king then went to his palace and spent the night fasting. (laughs) He's fasting and praying. He says, fasting, no diversions were brought to him and he could not sleep. He's fasting and praying that God would keep Daniel safe in the lion's den that he threw him in. Anybody see the irony there, right? Anybody see the irony there? Am I the only one? Sometimes we fast, and I just brought, I thought that was kind of a funny one, but sometimes we fast because we need God to move, because we need God to do something. We need God to answer a prayer, and we need him to move on our behalf. Have you ever, man, it, like, have you ever been in a time in your life where you're just like, I need to hear from you, Jesus? Like Ryan shared a great example of that. Have you ever had a time in your life where you're going, I need to hear from you, Jesus, or maybe not, I need to hear from you, but God, I need you to do something here. Like, God, if you don't do something, if you don't move, if you don't make something happen, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Am I, am I the only one who's been in that situation? There's times in our lives where we look and we go, God, if you don't move, if you don't change something, if you don't answer this prayer, I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, those situations, those moments are a fantastic time to fast. Because as we fast in those seasons, it shows God, one, it shows him the level of your seriousness about your situation. God, I care about this. I mean what I'm saying. I need you to move. And it gets your heart focused on him in a way that you can hear him better. And I believe with all my heart that God responds when we fast. I believe God responds when we fast. The second most impactful fast I've ever walked through in my life was when we were launching the River Church and we had nowhere to meet. It's hard to launch a church without a place to meet, right? And so we were about two months away from having our first service and we're needing to buy equipment. We're needing to get, and I'm going, I have no idea where we're going to be. We'd been turned down by 30 schools, five movie theaters, two community centers. 
You can tell I've been over this a few times, right? I know those too well. And as we're walking through that, we're two months from launch, and I was not a fun person to be around at that time. I was stressed. I was anxious. I was upset. We moved our family here to do this, and I'm going, I, we, we need somewhere to go, and nobody's saying yes. And so in that time, I said, you know what? I, know, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to fast. And so I spent a week um, fasting my lunches, not even the whole day, fasting my lunches. And during that time, I would pray and just beg God to do something because I had no idea what to do. And it was during that time, it was Wednesday of that week, I felt like God spoke to me and he said, Mike, I want you to contact a movie theater, Cinemark and Alliance. Funny thing about that, I'd already contacted them twice. And you know what they told me twice? No, <laughs> that's why we're in this situation. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I sent the lady an email. She emailed me back that day and said, Mike, it's funny that you contact me. That space just became available this week. Now, do I believe that's coincidence? Some people would. Those people are stupid. <laughs> okay, maybe not stupid. <laughs> Spiritually blind, maybe. I believe that had 100% to do with God. It's in fasting where we show him our desperation. We show him that the only way that we know is going to sustain us and move us and keep us going is by the power of his Holy Spirit, by the power of God himself. And I believe that it's in fasting that we can oftentimes cause God to move and answer. Let me, let me say this caveat, though, that fasting is not some kind of magic pill, okay? Like, it's centered on Jesus, and it's centered on his agenda for your life, right? So we're not going to do a lottery fast here at the River Church. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus, we need these numbers, you know? <laughs> we're not doing that. Fasting is centered on Jesus and his agenda, so it doesn't mean that if you fast, he's necessarily going to do what you want. But I do believe with all my heart that you will hear from him. I believe he will speak to you. I believe he will answer your prayer. And it may not be the answer you want, but man, I tell you what, God answering your prayer is a whole lot better than him stand silent. And it's when he answers the prayer that our, our, it's on us. It's our responsibility to follow him and walk through whatever that answer might look like. What's going on in your life, River Church? Do you need God to speak to you today? Do you need him to answer a prayer? Do you need him to move something? You need him to change something. You need him to move in a situation in your life. Maybe try skipping a meal or two. Pray fast. Ask him to do something about it. And I believe that he will at the very least talk back. In fasting, we grow closer to God. We get answers from God. He moves in our situations. And, and finally, I'll say this. And a third reason why we as Christians should and can fast is to prepare, our, to prepare our hearts, our souls, and our minds for a big moment or a critical time in our lives. We looked at Jesus' 40-day fast. We've talked about this story multiple times throughout this series and we often ask, why did Jesus do this fast? It's interesting that he, he decided to do a 40-day fast. Why did he do that? Well, the thing about Jesus, what's interesting about him is he lived 30 years here on earth before he began to reveal, reveal himself publicly who he was. The people around him knew who he was, but he lived 30 years on earth before he began to reveal to the world that it was God incarnate here on 
earth. And during that 40-day fast, that time period, that, that time takes place right before he's about to begin to reveal himself to the world who he is. In that season, in that fast, Jesus is preparing his heart, mind, and soul for his public ministry. Jesus is connecting himself in a deep way with God the Father. He is focusing his heart and mind on the task ahead, and he is being empowered by God the Father and God the Holy Spirit for the moment. When we launched the River Church, we did something like that, didn't we? If you were here in the very first, when we had our very first service, what we did is we spent 21 days praying and fasting for the launch of this place. Why? Because we wanted God to prepare our launch team. We wanted God to prepare our hearts for the moment and for the day that was at hand. Do you have a big moment coming up? Do you have a new job coming up? Do you have a new situation coming up? Do you have a new challenge coming up? Is that something that maybe you need to, as an individual, look to God and say, Jesus, prepare my heart, prepare my mind, prepare my soul for this moment. Empower me through your Holy Spirit to walk through this so that I can walk through this victoriously. Where are you at? Where are you at? For me, I, I I have a few big moments coming up. I don't know if you've seen my wife up here singing, but we're about to have another child. <laughs> and so I'm going to, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell you this. We had a lady this week come up to Katie and go, I hope you're pregnant. <laughs> She's like, me too. <laughs> but we have a big moment coming up in our lives. We're about to have our second child. And so I am going to practice what I preach. I'm going to spend some time this week fasting and praying and asking God to prepare my heart, my mind, my soul spiritually to be a good father, to be a good husband, to be a good dad for this moment. What about you? Where are you? Do you need God to prepare your heart for something? And so you ask, well, Mike, these are great. And and these are just a few reasons why people might fast. They're certainly not all of them. David fasted in the Bible. It says David fasted because of mourning. Um, there's fast that people fast before they're about to head into war, asking God to prepare them to win the battle. Some people fasted in the scriptures, even as a repentance to sin. You go, those are great. And I want to fast. And this sounds fantastic. But Mike, how do I do it without dying? (laughs) Well, let me give you some very practical stuff here. One is start slowly, especially if you've never fasted before. Don't be like 40 days and 40 nights, baby. Let's do this. Jesus fasts. You will die. (laughs) So start slowly. Secondly, I would say this. Check on your health restrictions. I know that's a very practical thing to say, but some people fasting from food for a long period of time is not a very good idea for them. And so if food is a no-go, it doesn't have to be food for you. It can be something else. But I would say this. If you take notes, write this down. Choose what you will fast from. Choose what time you will fast. So am I going to do a one-day fast, a two-day fast, a a lunch fast like I did? And then decide what you're going to do during that time because you don't want to waste that time. Like I was telling the story about Andy, you want to stay focused during that time. You don't want to lose, lose focus on what you're doing. So prepare yourself. What are you going to do? You don't want to just starve yourself for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So focus. What am I going to do during this season? Am I going to read a particular book? Am I going to read a, a particular uh, book of, in the Bible? Am I going to pray and journal during this time? Am I going to listen to a particular podcast? Am I going to just go to a lake and sit on the lake and meditate and pray and think about Jesus? All of those are good things that you can do. So think, how long, what am I going to fast from? How long am I going to fast? What am I going to do during my fast? 
And then finally, this is a very important step. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Especially if it's your first time and you walk in it and you're going, I just can't finish this thing. And you maybe you mess up or you skip up or whatever it might be. Give yourself grace. Don't be so focused on getting the fast perfect that you miss out on what Jesus is trying to do in your heart, mind, and soul. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't be so legalistic in that way. Let God work. And then finally, I'll say this. River Church, let's do it together. A few weeks ago, we, we challenged you in, in the Bible app to let's read the scriptures together, and, and we're going to get you out another study this week so that you can do that. Um, but, but let's do it together. This week, I would, I would challenge you, man. Pick a day. Pick a meal. Pick a thing and fast from it and focus your hearts on Jesus. Like if I were to ask you to write down something, and you can do this if you want, to write down something in your life that you're going, I need to, I need God to move in this. I need to get closer to Jesus here. I need uh, an answer to prayer here. I need to hear from him here. I have a big moment coming up and I need God to prepare my heart. And I said, write that down. What, what might that be for you? I bet you could come up with something. For me personally, I shared with you a little bit of having a new child. I'm going to fast for that, asking God to help me be a godly husband and father and prepare me for this big moment in our lives. I'm also going to fast and pray for our church this week, that God would continue to reach souls, that God would continue to change lives through the truths of the gospel, that we would see salvations, that we would see baptisms, that we would see disciples here at the River Church, and that God would help me to be a better pastor and a better leader for you that God would grow our church deep in discipleship and wide in salvation. That's, that's who we want to be. That's what I'm going to spend time doing this week. What about you? And no, there's, I, there's no pressure here to do this, okay? Like if you're looking at it and going like, Mike, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's okay. Don't feel pressure or guilt or whatever. Like if you don't want to do it, I would prefer that you don't do it. But here's what I would say is keep this in the back of your mind Keep your notes from today because there's going to be, there's going to come a day in your life where you're going, I need God to move. I need God to speak. I need to hear God clearly. I have this huge situation coming up in my life and I need God to prepare me for it. And I want you to remember this talk so you can go back to it and go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast. I'm going to ask God to move. And then I pray that it be in that moment, in that season that you hear God and you experience God in a way that you never have. Because what I don't want you to do today is I don't want you to walk away from today going, that sounds great, but that's not for me. Or to walk away going, that's something that I can't do. That's for like the super holy Christians. <laughs> Fasting is for all Christians. And if you're a Christian here today, that means that it's for you as well. And it is a powerful way that you can see God and experience God in your life. Don't miss out on God because you don't think you can do it. Don't miss out on God, because you think it's too big for you. It's like we've talked about with studying the scriptures. It's for everyone. And so the band's going to come up now, and we're going to um, sing in a final song of worship to our God and our Lord. And I would challenge you as we sing, I would challenge you to talk to God in prayer and ask him, God, what's something that maybe you want to talk to me about this week? Maybe what is there something that I could fast about this week where I could experience you. Maybe maybe something comes straight to your heart. Maybe comes, something comes straight to your mind. But I would say, give it a shot. See if God moves in your life. See what God does in your life. And this whole series, The Fight, is about challenging you in spiritual disciplines to take your next step. So when it comes to fasting, what might that next step look like for you? Let's pray. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you speak to us through something as 
simple as fasting, God. I, I, I pray that, that those here in the River Church who maybe would decide today or this week, I'm going to try this out. This week, I'm going to fast because I need God to move. I need God to speak. I need God to empower my Christian walk, whatever that is, God. I pray that as they do that this week, as they take that brave step, that you would honor that. Lord, I ask that you would honor them and that you would speak to them, that you would answer their prayers, that you would move in their life, God. That they would experience you deeply, God. We love you and we ask these things in Christ's holy name. Amen.